0: Welcome back to Passing Points Down Under, episode 13 with On The Board's Bestman and Mickey Gray. How are you, Mickey?
1: If I said I was sick, would you believe me?
0: (laughs) That flat tune in your voice makes it quite clear, I reckon. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Battling uphill at the moment, mate.
0: (laughs) It seems to be doing the rounds, eh? We, um, we, We endured it last week as well in my household, unfortunately, with the littlest one, the missus, and myself being quite attached to a bathroom for a couple of days.
1: Sounds wonderful. So I've got that to look forward to.
0: Oh, mate, it was helping on my weight loss, I think. <laughs> 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 but it might, might help stop breaking axles. Who knows? It was some benefit to it. you gotta, you got to try something. <laughs> but, yeah, no, we're, we're all on the men. We are doing the thing. So tonight we've got another special guest. Um, and Corn, young midget slash sprint car driver, sorry, midget, micro sprint slash sprint car driver from uh, south side of Sydney. We've got him on board tonight for you to check him out and hear about his story and where he's come from and where he's heading. So I look forward to um, sharing that with you guys. Unfortunately, Vicky, last night, we, we did a bit of pre-record for that one. You're off doing your thing.
1: Yeah, lay, lay laying down <laughs> well, i wouldn't consider <laughs> that my thing but yeah unfortunately uh not in a position to record <laughs> uh it's good we've um we've talked about it for a while
0: trying to get lucky on on the show as a uh, local bowl competitor with us and we get to run a fair bit in the micro stuff together so it's been a good time to get him on he um I think he enjoyed himself, and I hope you guys get to enjoy it too. So, what else is happening, me? I'm guessing you had a quiet weekend.
1: Oh, I did have a quiet weekend. I'm just going back here. My memory's terrible, but we spoke about speaking of the bowl and micros. Um, my renter ride. Oh, <laughs> I don't, I don't think was we have.
0: that. No, I don't think we have. Either. No, we haven't had an episode since. I just Didn't yeah. Go. That's
1: what I don't. My memory's not that great, but i was just yeah. My, my your, special guest appearance. <laughs> <laughs> Wrecked hey, all your stuff and then took my helmet and gear bag and left. <laughs> hey, I've seen
0: a couple of good laps in there. But for, for your listeners out there, Mick got to turn his first laps in a non-wing micro. He was actually just doing some testing for me. So I was trying to repair some damage from Sydney and I was more than happy enough to let my good mate jump in and have a steer. <laughs> Even though you didn't get that many laps, you still got out with a big smile, which was good to see.
1: Yeah, probably probably, maybe had a little bit too much fun, I think.
0: <laughs> no, no damage done. She's fine. Did you, what would you think? Another career path for you, mate, or what? Oh, Any potential I think,
1: there? I think I'm too old for that. Oh. <laughs> too, I mean, like I said, it was a bucket load of fun. Um and no offense to the wing guys out there. I definitely wouldn't want to race one with a wing on it. <laughs> um <laughs> nah. just to upset all those guys out there. But yeah, it was it was a bucket load of fun. Um and obviously I've got to thank you for I oh know you've trusted me with the keys to your other race cars before. And so far I haven't hit anything in anyone else's car. So I'm uh, I'm going okay. Uh
0: look, special thanks too to Mitch and the bowl team for giving us that opportunity to let you have
1: a run. That yeah, was... for t- for telling everyone to stay off the racetrack so that this <laughs> to do some laps. Uh look
0: I oh, actually looking forward we'll get it sorted. We'll get it dialed at the engine sorted and we'll get you in for a a night of uh race and it'd be I reckon it'll be unreal
1: for you. Oh, I don't know how I'll go with other cars on the racetrack. I remember doing <laughs> I remember driving around there thinking I was whaling in around the top and then drove back. The next lap and there was just two black marks right through the middle of the slick where I went. <laughs> and, um yeah. So I thought I was like Team but I think I was I was nearly clipping the infield tractor tire. Uh <laughs> oh,
0: look, mate, you weren't that bad at all. You underestimate like underrate yourself there, I reckon. I'm still waiting
1: for the GoPro footage. Yeah, it's
0: lost in transit. It's yeah. coming, it's coming though.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Is it it? time and a half so of. it looks like I'm going fast. I was going to say, I
0: didn't I didn't really want to blow, blow your bubble there and just
1: actually say, so you, you did like your quickest lap was like a 14 second
0: lap, so that's not too bad.
1: I think was that walking or?
0: Nah. That was, <laughs> but yeah, nah. It was good. It was, hey, look, it was still a good night to hang out. We got to hang out with um your other crew members from the midget team with Riley, Mick and Gav as well, so that was good. Uh, Steve, sorry. Matt. Matt. <laughs> the, other, the other Smith, the other one. <laughs> so that was still good to hang out with you guys. It Always yeah. is a good event up there.
1: I think uh, the social side of it's what a lot of people are attracted to up there. Yeah, and that's all you
0: can enjoy it. So, moving on from that, I um something different. I, I took my girls archery to do some shoot, do some bow and arrow on the weekend. Trying to get them off their iPads and out of the house. So. We, um we ventured up to local archery club up there some indoor archery and um that was quite different they um they made me have a crack at it at the end in the last round and yes I did manage to hit the board
1: every time how big was um, the board
0: it was about four foot by four foot
1: and you were ten feet away or <laughs> no I was seven <laughs> I wasn't allowed to shoot any further back I think I've shot a bow and arrow once in my life. Just one arrow, that was it.
0: It was something different. It was good. And the girls actually enjoy it. They're actually super keen to go back. So I'm all for um, outdoor adventure stuff. That generation doesn't seem to get to do as, as enough as that as what we did when we were kids. Because so we had
1: no iPads.
0: No, I know. We could <laughs> run around and eat dirt. <laughs> Ride bikes in the street. Anyways, all right. Well, look, we may as well um, jump into some results real quick before we get into our interview tonight. Um, Last weekend, they had the Australian. Oh, sorry, we'll go to Victoria first. They had the final round of the Rika Garages and Shed series down there. Uh, 38 cars, sorry, 26 cars on hand there. Still a couple of big names hanging around with. um, Jamie Veal, uh Grant Anderson, a few of the guys. Um now V8 superstar, Cam Waters, he was there as well, calling McCulloch. So Tate pretty Ross, decent.
1: Another another quick, you know, another quick car, especially down that way.
0: Well, and I think he's put his name on the map too after that not the night two of the classic. Yeah, absolutely. So definitely one to watch out for. So uh heat race wins would go to Josh Buckingham, Grant Grant Stanfield. Adam King, Will Carroll, uh, Paul shootout would uh, finish with Tate Frost taking the win over Will Carroll, Grant Stanfield and Josh Buckingham. So um, that was for the bronze shootout. The silver shootout went to Brett Milburn over Will Carroll, Jamie Ville and Tate Frost. And then the goal shootout would see Will Carroll win the win. So he'd be starting pole for the Third lap, A Main over Brett Milburn, Courtney Kelly, and Adam Kings. So they had um, quite a few n- f- few cars DNF. I noticed uh, I think it was only 14 cars finished that feature. But the final round of the series would go to um, the Northern Territory. and Will Carroll. So I was, he's um, he made some good ground that night. To do well in his heat race and feature. So congratulations, Will. Second aim was. Local Brett Milburn, and in third was Tate Frost. So, yeah, there's a few names missing from that list with Jamie Veal and um, Cam Waters. I'm failing I'm, to finish. So,
1: I'm intrigued to know what happened to especially Veely. Not, uh, there's not much on anything about, no. uh, about what happened there, but whether they had a mechanical failure or something, or sure.
0: He, um, I think that was his first run back from getting back from the West too. So they had engine issues over there,
1: whether they're still following him or not. It's a good question. Well, they want to sort that out very, yeah. very quickly.
0: The other event last weekend was the Australian Pro Sprint Car Championship. So I've led to believe Pro Sprint Cars, correct me if I'm wrong, Mick, are LS model sprint car. 360s. It's 360, is it's,
1: it? It's what used to be the 360s.
0: Yeah, righto. So this we'll, yeah. we'll
1: call the 360s.
0: Yeah, righto. So basically, uh, a second division to the 410 sprint cars. Uh nice little number of 26 car, uh, 28 cars down there in South Australia's Murray Bridge Speedway. A few, um, few of the name drivers too, like Callum Williamson, come over from the West to have a run
1: which was good to see. There is um, a, it does happen often that a lot of guys have, I mean, especially down South Australia way, the, the 360s are, are a bit bigger than, I mean, we don't really see them at all in New South Wales, but, you well, know, they have, a, they have a bigger following down there, sort of South Australia and a little bit in, in Victoria. Um and a lot of guys have those motors sitting in the sheds and, and either lease them out or, or, or swap their 410 out and go run the 360 series. Yeah.
0: i it was good to see that you still had a couple of decent names turn up, and with Lockie McHugh as well. So Daniel Pesca, like
1: well, the the no names to um, walk well, past. There's a lot of there's a lot of Chad Eli, like like you said Lockie, um, Ricky Manalo, yeah, Rusty so. Hickman. There's <laughs> Paul Solomon. There's a there's a lot of four ten guys that yeah, like I said, they obviously these guys have got motors down there, and they like I said, they either lease them or or, or swap their motor out and. Go do some more laps. I mean, it's all laps.
0: That's it. So night one, uh, feature would see the win go to Rusty Hickman over Mark Caruso, and then Kedik Falland. So, couple of South Aussies there with Ryan James and Ricky Molo locals too, rounding out top five. So that was night one. Night two, um, wouldn't see too much different. Mark Caruso going one step forward to um, take the win and become the Australian Pro Sprint Series champion. Coming home second was the Victorian and Rusty Hickman, and in third was the West Aussie, Callum Williamson. So, yeah, congratulations, guys.
1: So that's awesome. two podium, or well, two third places in Australian titles for Callum Williamson.
0: Yeah, it is too.
1: Yeah, third, in the, third in the 410 and then third in the Pro Sprints.
0: Maybe we have to try track him down and see if we can get him on the show and see what he's see if he's got anything lined up for the off season. He's, he's
1: um he's uh he's come along in leaps and bounds over the last couple of years, especially over Perth.
0: Yeah, but then they come obviously to a little bullring compared to
1: Perth and yeah, very different racetrack. Deliver, very work. different racetrack. So
0: that was about it. We had Mother Nature, unfortunately. Claimed a couple more tracks. We've had a bit of rain hanging around the last the last week as well on the East Coast. So Brisbane missed out on their racing. Um But moving forward to this weekend, we've got um, <laughs> our New South Wales spring cards on. Is this the one that was on three weeks ago? I, I think this is the one we, we <laughs> may okay. have. Yeah. Anyway, we, we can actually talk about it now. We've got it correct. That was an administration error.
1: Ah, <laughs> uh, look, not a bad number of cars actually. 30, pushing on 39, I'm looking at almost 40 cars. So, as I previously stated on the list, no Jamie Veal. Yeah. Um, you can almost bet, yeah, bottom dollar that he's going to be there. Unless they had a like, not obviously, the engine they did have a major
0: you, issue, and they can't. Yeah, I'm not sure, but this one actually, um. Doubles up as our pick 'em, probably our second last round of pick 'ems before we have the Easter trail and we wrap up our passing points down under picking section. So we might um, decide to go with um, Locky. Uh, he went with Lock, Jock Goodyear. Sorry, I'm looking at his list here. Jock Goodyear. And Travis picked Jamie Ville, so I'm not sure if um what we said. If he doesn't get Jamie Ville, we might pick him someone else. Who, who should we pick as his backup, you reckon?
1: I think if um if if any listeners want to quickly get in and send, <laughs> yeah, send yourself a message and uh, someone can take a pick for him. Someone take a
0: pick for him. <laughs> You've got between now and Saturday night, so, or well, Friday night, we've got two nights of racing coming up, so... What are you, Mickey? You and me still got the pick. What are, you, what are your thoughts? Well, you... we have
1: this discussion off here. I'm, uh, I'm going to take Sammy Walsh. Sammy. Yeah. Well, I think he picked that up that his first win. The the equipment change uh, a month or so ago, whatever it was, has, has brought him to life.
0: Definitely
1: uh, a win and another podium down there. I think you'll, uh, I think you'll be up the front this weekend.
0: I, th- I thought you might went Robbie far, the old veteran, still yet to claim his first win at Sydney, but.
1: Well, I mean he, he, you can never discount him. No. Nah.
0: Look, I'd love to um back our our faithful uh interviewee tonight, Lockie. I reckon um I'm gonna I'm gonna lock him in for
1: a top ten. Can I get a bonus uh, point if I if he gets a top ten? I think he's I think you're probably selling him a little bit short there. You could probably give him a top five. Top five? I'd
0: you um Yeah, look, he he did really well the other night. Quick timed, uh, led the first 18 laps of the A-Main, so definitely there. Well, he's proven he he can do it. That's it. It may have been a um, state title field, but definitely some good cars there, and he was in for the money. But, look, I've got to play it safe. I'm going to – who should we go with?
1: Uh, well, I'm looking at two glaring names here. All right, I'm going to go Marcus. Okay, one.
0: Yeah, <laughs> we'll yeah, we'll go Marcus. He, he he had a win earlier on the season there, so and he hasn't got the pressure of that A eh? one on his back. You might know Sean? Who was the other pick you're going to go with? Well, oh, I was
1: looking at Brock Hallett.
0: Well, look, you you backed him all season, yeah. but you might want to give the blow. Actually, he won the other week too, so he's on a bit of a roll.
1: Yeah, you know, I got to share the love.
0: But if you pick him, I guarantee he's going to end up on his roof.
1: Well, that's <laughs> so all these people that I've picked throughout this year probably, if they ever track me down, I am in strife. <laughs> uh
0: all right, then look, let's head over to an ad break um, and thank our sponsors. And when we come back from the ad, we'll have our interview. Mm-hmm.
2: Danny Smith, owner of Same Day Auto Repair and Tire Pros, makes automotive service and tire buying simpler. Same Day Auto Repair and Tire Pros offers payment options with or without credit. Payments starting as low as $40. The program is available for both car repairs and tires. Tire Pros, hassle-free, guaranteed. Find out more at SameDayAutoRepair.com.
0: No payment options or guaranteed options available to those who qualify See store complete details.
2: Same Day Auto Repair. Whether you're looking for countertop for your new property
0: or you're remodeling these, uh, Permastone has you covered. At, Perm- at Permastone Countertop Solutions, you can choose from a large collection of the best countertops around Tulsa, Oklahoma. From the selection of your countertop to its installation, their experts will help you with everything. Choose from a range of quartz, marble, granite countertops uh, for your residential or commercial property. Uh, you can check out permastonetulsa.com uh, to Get with them and get their numbers. You can give them a call, get a free estimate uh, or an in-home consultation um, and let them show you how perfect countertops around Tulsa, Oklahoma can transform your home. That's Permastone Countertop Solutions. Check them out at permastonetulsa.com. Welcome, Lachlan Corn. Welcome to the show. Thank Thanks for coming on tonight, mate. How are you? Good, good. How are you doing? Thanks for having me on. Ah, oh, it's a pleasure, mate. We um been talking about this for a while up at the bowl where we seem to bash wheels a little bit and have a bit of fun. But finally, good to drag you into the um into the show and get to know a bit about you. Yeah,
2: I've been listening a little bit, and uh, I uh, think there should be more things like this in the sport. We don't have enough of it, so you know, thanks for doing it.
0: Ah, look, mate, we. We we might be a bunch of rookies over on this side of the microphone, but we definitely give it a good crack trying to share the um the sport of Australian Speedway, especially to our US listeners. They tend to come up with a lot of questions and totally different world. So, how's your week been, mate? Been up to much?
2: Yeah, look, just average week. You know, just uh working on fire equipment and um trying to get race cars ready. Oh yeah.
0: What's 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 your what's your dollar? What do you make? What do you do to make a coin?
2: Yeah. So, um, my family has a fire maintenance company called Fire Service Plus. You've probably seen it plastered on some race cars over the years. Um, so I work there and uh, try to do my bit. But yeah, we're just based in on the south coast, and um, yeah, we do everything
0: uh, in New South Wales. That is, yes, yeah, sir. Yep. Listeners overseas um, on the east yeah, coast. Yeah, of, of course. So. <laughs> So, yeah. do you travel far? Do you just go or are you just in the state pretty much?
2: Uh we kind of do from North Sydney down to basically the Victorian border. Um yeah, yeah, yeah. so it's it is a pretty big range that we spread out. Um so yeah, a bit of driving involved, that's for sure. Uh, that's good, cool, man. So you talk about Fire Surface Plus and
0: being on a lot of um race cars tell us a bit about the history and like your dad and racing i i know i know it all but let's give the listeners something
2: yeah I, since i can remember when i was a kid dad always had a race car i think he had a 250s back in the day and then he did the formula 500 thing um i think he told my mom he was never ever going to do the sprint car thing <laughs> <laughs> and then uh you know he lied yeah. <laughs> he definitely went to that pretty heavy i think he bought a steve kinzer car when he came out one year <laughs> and um yeah, he's just oh, always wow. been hooked on it. Um so yeah, he's always kind of been doing the speedway thing. I wasn't really that interested until a couple of years ago. But uh, he's had some pretty big guys come out. I guess he had Myers, um, he's had Tatnell in the car, Sammy Swindell, probably a big one. Um and Casey Kane too, didn't you? Yeah. Casey Kane, yeah, small uh, name that's been in the car. So um yeah. yeah, it's definitely been on a few fast race cars, that's for sure.
0: Oh, mate, big shoes for you to fill, but <laughs> nah, <laughs> look, it comes with laps. So you um, so tell us a bit about yourself. Where'd you start then?
2: Yeah, so when I was little, he did get me a go kart. Um, my brother and sister did a bit of dirt karting. Actually, a lot of the kids I race with now in sprint cars had dirt carts. uh, yeah. like Marcus, um, Daniel Sayer, um, a bunch of other kids come from carts as well that I raced. And it's so funny that they were all in the peeing on a Sunday. So, I, had, yeah, I did get a go-kart when I was little, and um, That's I didn't West, really like it. That was in
0: West Sydney, wasn't it? Is that West Sydney in the peeing? Yeah.
2: Yeah, so there's like the peeing gospel. Um, there's not many tracks, but, yeah, they used to get a few carts. Jake Baines, he, ran, he was actually really good, back in a cart. So, yeah, I did the go-kart thing for a bit, but I didn't really like it. Um, I kind of wanted to do the two-wheel thing. Yeah. Uh, so I did I did two wheels Mega for Brian. a few years. Yeah, I started racing when I was seventeen. With that, I wanted to do it when I was a bit younger, but my parents were um, not too keen on the idea. But started racing bikes when I was seventeen, and did that for a few years. Found out that I probably wasn't as good as I thought I was at that. Um, broke a pair of few bones and had to get some surgeries. And then suddenly, I started taking a bit of an interest in the cars. So I started doing the Formula Five Hundred thing. Did that for a year or two, and then decided that i maybe want to take it a bit more serious and that's kind of when our uh, sprint car was all up for sale and all our truck was up for sale and i said hold on dad before you um before you sell all this stuff <laughs> Give you me know, a crack. you know i have a crack and all of a sudden we're um <laughs> we're pretty heavily back into it now
0: <laughs> i wonder if you wish you sold it No, nah, you haven't jumped oh,
2: th- it has not been that bad <laughs> <laughs> i think there's um it, it's week to week <laughs> like so nah we've been going really good um
0: like, yeah, yeah, you had an awesome run the other week. That
2: was nothing yeah, to be so, um disappointed about. No, nah, no. Nah, I mean fourth place is a good good finish, but when you lead 18 laps, you're a bit bummed about going <laughs> fourth. So um no, nah, it is a good finish and we're definitely getting better and better. Yeah, it's good to um make a lot of progress in not that many races. So we're pretty happy with that, I think.
0: Oh, I want to jump back to your Formula 500 history and micro sprints as well up here. You, um, We've seen you went to America. Tell us a bit about your trip to America.
2: Yeah, so COVID happened and um, the local track uh, Sydney Speedway shut down. So we didn't really have anything to do unless we wanted to drive to Brisbane. Um, and then, of course, COVID, no one was doing anything. So yeah. Um, I guess my old man was friends with Jake Gopian, who came over and ran uh, 500s back in the day. Um, he was friends yeah. with his dad, Mark, and through that contact, I uh, actually got the opportunity to go over and live with Jake, and I uh, did about twenty races in California with the micro sprint scene there. Yeah, and um, yeah. it's very very competitive, and um, <laughs> yeah, I got my butt whooped, but I think I learned a fair bit out of it, so it was a good time.
0: The um work, did you get to work as well as race over there, or was was it just a? a <laughs> yeah, race so trip? I did.
2: No, I did have to work um, to try and keep the dream alive. I don't know if I'm allowed to legally say I've worked, but there was some some pocket money earned. Um, I ended up cleaning pool filters. Yeah. (laughs) Cleaning filters. I was cleaning pool filters for the the avid Yeah, it's
0: not a quiet name in the sport either, is it?
2: (laughs) No, she's she's killing it at the moment for sure. So, yeah, those guys helped me out a bunch. They gave me a car to drive around and – yeah, they gave me the opportunity to, to earn a bit of coin for myself. So I did that, race micros and come back, and I started running up the front with the sprint cars. So it was, um, before that, I kind of was not running so well. So it, it helped a bunch.
0: So I um had the similar sort of question with Jock last week. How, how did you find the transition from Formula 500s to uh, sprint cars? Like, do you find it a, a massive change or do you think it's, just it's in the nature
2: yeah i think the race way different like the formula thing is just in australia anyway like it's just flat to the boards whoever's yeah. got a good setup and a good motor and can steer half decent is going to win the race 90 percent of the time yeah. um you know there's probably only four or five cars at a weekly show that could win that have yeah. the good equipment you know you go to australian title you know it's maybe 15 cars but in a sprint car it feels like when you show up every week here, there's, you know, 20 guys that American might win. Race. You know, there's there's 10 that will probably win, and then there's another 10 that if they get a bit lucky, they'll win. Um, yeah. So the competitiveness is a lot higher in the sprint car category over here. But I'd say in California, the micros were just as competitive as sprint cars are here. And with the little tracks, it, they kind of race pretty similar to actually, you know, you did run the cushion. Um. So, yeah. They race pretty similar over there, but over here it's completely different. Not being on a purpose belt track, I'd say Lake Liddell is probably the best thing we got going for for Formula Five Hundreds in this country. Anyway, it races just like they do over there.
0: I have seen um, you, you had a bit of non-wing micro racing or Formula Five Hundred racing, whatever we call it. What did you What
2: did you feel like between the wing and non-wing? Did you? Think... Yeah. So I actually I didn't have any help like working on the cars when I was over there as far as on the night. So a lot of guys will run non-wing and wing on the same night and yep. just take the wings on and off. Although they have two cars. I only have one car and I didn't really have enough help to run both. So I kind of just focused on wing. Yeah. Um, but coming up to the Tulsa shootout, I was going to run all four classes because they have a lot of time in between the races. So I actually went out to do some practice in the non-wing stuff. And I think my second practice session um, I caught a right and actually broke my back. So I oh, didn't oh, no. do much non-wing <laughs> over there at all. Um And without that wing, like, it hurts, man. Like, I can't believe how much it hurt. So I didn't actually do any non-wing really until I came back to Australia. Australia. Liddell. Yep.
0: But how, how do you find, like, the non-wing? Do you think that may be something you want to pursue, like, with
2: midgets or? I mean, yeah, if the opportunity was ever to arrive, I would love to drive a midget. Yeah. Um, or a used SAC 410 car, even. That's never going to happen here. But, like, yeah. the Numbwing thing's a bunch of fun, and um, I think it takes a lot of the equipment out of it.
1: it comes yeah, a lot definitely. more down to
2: driver. Um, I really enjoyed Numbwing, but it's just not something you really get the opportunity to do a lot of here. Yeah. Except for Liddell, which is good to see as well. Um, so, yeah, I've done a few races at Liddell, three or four, I think, Numbwing races, and it's a bunch of fun.
0: Yeah, well, a pretty quick lapse up there. We, we've talked about it before on the show and that – nine to ten second bracket with the non-wing and wing and yeah i think like
2: that at that track if you're in a micro and it's juiced up like it's way faster than a sprinter um yeah nine second laps like what track has that here in australia
0: yeah not many but in saying that too i i found going from the wing at liddell to the wing at eastern creek was this like slowed the racing right down and you can actually work on those finer things but like you said it's chalk and cheese between um a real micro track and just a, a like a normal speedway track
2: but... yeah of course it's a huge difference they weigh they race way different like we had um jake gopian come over and do the the western australia yeah. swing we we're going to do the title and he did the prelude um i guess he wouldn't come over here and, and represent his brand he runs the, the driven outfit over there the chassis manufacturer and yeah he couldn't believe like he'd never done something like that the track was huge in Perth for a micro and he just couldn't believe how the aero affected the car And you know if you ran on someone's rear corner going into the corner like the the aero push you'd get things that i didn't even really pick up on but he's such a like professional he just yeah. picks up on such little details and yeah i think he thought he'd come out and it would be boring but he just he couldn't believe how hard it was to to hold the car on like that part of the track with you know so much going on. So that was kind of cool. Yeah,
0: that's probably a different insight too. Like you said, he doesn't they don't normally race that size track over in the US. So big eye opener for her and probably um showed true fact to the local guys there. A lot of those local guys are pretty quick knowing the track and the setup and what you've mentioned before. How how do you find the West?
2: Yeah, we, we, went over we don't there. want to That's talk about pretty, it. No, nah, no, nah, we should talk about it. It's fun, you know, you gotta face it. Um I went over there, you know, I didn't have high expectations going over there. Um, you know, they have really good quality cars and in all was, the was was interstate. Was, was this your first Australian title? Yeah, it was. Yeah. Yeah, right on. Yep. So um so yeah, I went over there and he was gonna run the little car for the prelude and I was gonna do the sprint car thing, which I did. I didn't make it out of the B main any of the nights. Um and then the Australian title, I was going to run the micro, which I did. Um, I blew up a motor in the second heat, so I didn't really get an opportunity to do that. Um, and then in the sprint car, I qualified very bad the first night. So I actually parked it and was like, oh, I'll just worry about the micro. I actually have half a chance at the micro. So I just yeah. parked the sprint car. And then once the micro blew up, I um, I kind of had nothing to do. <laughs> so <laughs> Too I, bad, so man, I just... Who? Yeah, I just came back on the Saturday night, just tried to get some laps. Yeah. So, but you know, it's a really cool track, and I've never raced on a track that size before. And I think the tracks on the east coast don't get that slick. Like it was, yeah, it was slippery.
0: Yeah, I watched on the highlights. It definitely was a super wide track, and Perth seemed to have, um, or the Motorplex has definitely seemed to get that down pat this season, creating nice wide tracks. Slowing it down that bit, too, where it's, it gives you an opportunity for overtaking when you got got good yeah. setups in.
2: Yeah, you no, know, that's another thing. I think that took us a little bit to, to get on top of the car and, and for me to drive it properly as well um, was another thing. So, yeah, I think just travelling around a bit more will get better at that. We haven't really um, done a whole bunch of travelling, so I guess you just need to um, you know adapt, and the more you do it, the better you will get at adapting maybe, so...
0: So yeah. what, how many years you in spring car now? Three years, four years,
2: three years? Uh, so this is my fourth season. Um, yeah. Obviously, for what's been going on in the world, it kind of didn't have the best start. Um, yeah. I think I did like 15 races my first year, which is not bad. And then the second season, I did nine races. And then I did 12 races. And then this season, we're, about, we're up to 25 races, um, which is a lot for us. And... I think by the end of the year, we'll probably be up to 30, which would be a really, really good year. And I think it just shows, you know, more laps, the better you do. Like, we're going really fast and we're fighting for wins now. So that's just what happens when you do a lot of racing, I guess. Seat time. Seat time. Not much makes up for it, eh? No, no.
0: No, coming back from the west to Sydney, obviously – confidence might have been a bit down after your western swing but coming back to the home track that must have felt good
2: yeah no it felt good to um to go out and give you a quick time straight away <laughs> it was like yeah we're back home we um we have the stuff in the car that we know goes fast um yeah it was a big confidence booster that's for sure have you changed the car up much this season like have you had to like go to a new chassis or do you have you like will you just fine tune um, what you got Yeah, look, we started it. We we got onto these triple X's like the last couple races of last year. Um, I ended up wrecking my KPC, and then uh, we went to triple X's, which was a a big move for us because we've had KPC's for so long. When my dad raced and my brother raced, and everyone who raced for us raced out of them, so made the move big move to go to triple X, and we've been really good since. Um, I mean, I haven't really struggled with the car, but uh, Graham Erhard actually took a bit of time to help me set it up and give me a, a nice baseline, which he didn't have to do. He didn't know yeah. me nothing. So you know, he did that for me and every time it hits the track it's it's really fast. So Yeah, right. So
0: that lot like, I think we talked before about that window of setup is just is it a bit easier to find in the triple X?
2: Yeah, I think the KPCs might have like a smaller window. Obviously, yeah. they can be amazingly fast if you get it right. But um, if, if you're off a little bit, the thing seems to be a bit of a pig. So the triple X, don't know yeah. if it has a, a big window, but it seems to be easier to set up from our opinion anyway. Yeah, cool. So we um, this weekend,
0: I guess, all comes down the line. New South Wales title at the home track.
2: There's, yeah. yeah yeah there'll be some good cars there I mean we are, we've been really really good we thought we might have got a win last weekend but with the state title there's there's gonna be some um, some really good national guys that that race everywhere so the competition will be a bit stiffer I, I know plan is just to make the feature race and, and you know throwing it a top ten that'll be that'll be a realistic goal and um yeah that's what I'm going for
1: all
0: uh, right, mate, I definitely think you can make a top 10. You're selling yourself short there, mate. You, quick time <laughs> last week, and that's all you've got to do. Get that quick time. Get yourself a good heat draw.
2: Yeah, I think the last yeah, five times the we've been to Eastern Creek, the, the last two times we were quick time overall, and then every time before that they do their group qualifying. We've been fastest in our group. so. Um, but in saying that, there's not the competition that there's going to be there this weekend. Um It'll be a little bit trickier, but hopefully we can get ahead with. We already have the setup, so at least maybe we can get away in qualifying, and then I don't know. <laughs> maybe we'll uh, maybe we'll luck out.
0: Uh, You'll be right.
2: So we, we talked
0: to a uh, to a few people about how does the um whole like US and freight and all that sort of thing has that impacted you guys this season, like with lack of tyres and. Guys, I know waiting on motors and things
2: like that. Yeah, well, we use our, our motor builders' carry in Queensland. So
0: Can that has make...
2: been an issue. Yep. Yep. So using a domestic service like that has been a big save for us. I know mean, we had an issue a few weeks ago, and, and my old man drove two motors up to carry And, um, yeah. oh no, sorry, Wilmington's. The Wilmington's actually took it up for us, but the, he had it done in like two weeks, and my dad went up and picked him up. Um it wasn't like full rebuilds or anything, but you know having someone like that ten hours twelve hours up the road is huge um I know we've freighted a micro sprint from California home and it took you know three to four months oh, wow. um that was in a container, but still, I can't imagine you know having a motor issue and having to send it back to america it's um it's not all, it's yeah. it's not what you want to do, not when there's a motor builder up the road you know that does a good job. Um, the tyre thing, yes, at the start of the year, that was pretty big. It seems to have settled down now. Um, but, yeah, I mean, the price of racing definitely seems to be going pretty pretty upwards. Upwards, yeah, making it harder and harder.
0: But that's the whole economy, I think, these days in general.
2: Inflation, I pretty, right?
0: Uh, <laughs> I wish our wage went up like that day. <laughs> yeah, no kidding.
2: So I we, can't say too much. i work for the family. This uh, <laughs>
0: Uh look. hey, I guess um that leads us in my next question. So tell us about the team. Who like is is a joint funded team or is it just family driven?
2: Yeah, so like it's mainly a family driven team. My mum and my dad support it huge. If they didn't chip in, like ninety percent, you know, it wouldn't happen. Um my sister actually is a part owner of Fire Service Plus. She owns half of it, so oh, nice. you know, she's a huge supporter of mine too. And you know, it's we're using her, her money to do it as well. So I'm <laughs> um, super grateful that she's supported me like that. But, you know, I have some other supporters too now Toyota, um, Shell Haven signs. They do all our stickers for us. And, you know, and you can save on things like that, like yeah. stickers. You can put money into other parts, you know, go race, go fast parts, you know, spend money on diesel instead of stickers. So they do yeah. a good job keeping us looking good. and, Yeah, they do a great job, so appreciate them jumping on this year. Valley View Civil, that's my um, brother. He actually also sets up the car. He's crew chief. Um, Oh, hang on, hang on,
0: hang on, hang on. So tell me this. Is there any arguments at the dinner table after race meet?
2: No, well, he doesn't live with us, so there's there's no arguments at the dinner table, but there has been some arguments at the track. At the Um, track? (laughs) Yeah. Sometimes it's a bit tricky taking advice from... an
0: ex-racer
2: too. He's an ex-racer, I guess. Yeah, well, he raced as well, so, um, you know, he, he knows what needs to happen. Um, yeah. But sometimes it, it can be hard hearing it from a family member. He'll say, do this, and I'll say, well, you know, I don't know if you know what you're talking about. Um, <laughs> but the last, like, 10 races, we really saved, we've really seemed to have gelled oh. and um, sorted our stuff out. That's for sure.
0: And, and that's the big key, eh? you got to make sure you... Yeah. Yeah, crew chief and your team are, are well aligned. That communication between you and the, the driver and the crew chief is what definitely develops into a really strong team.
2: Yeah, of course. I oh, think so, I liked so. I liked my stuff a little bit different to uh, how he liked his stuff. Like, um, he liked to get the car really, really tight. You know, as of late, we have not really been tightening the car up that much. And um, yeah, just have different opinions and. Meeting somewhere in the middle, trying it his way, trying it my way, um, and just seeing what works. So okay. you know we're all there. We're all there. We want the same thing. So you know, we just work it out and, and go from there.
0: Definitely. So, well, who else? Um, sorry, butt in on your um, sponsors. Who else? Have you got right from
2: wrong? Yeah. So another company that um, got behind me this year is Topline Titanium. Same thing. Save money on parts. You can spend it in other places. So have yeah. a titanium sponsor so top one shout out to the Clarages. um liquid clothing do all our shirts um looking good same too. thing thank you thank you yeah no they look awesome and i think like half the pit area in sydney has their stuff now um yeah, yeah. so i'm pretty pretty stoked to, to have them on board um trucks and toys they're a american car importer um they got behind me c1 speed they're a big supporter of mine they- come to all the races so appreciate that some people just can, can give you money but when you see people show up at the races and get behind you that's cool too so appreciate that uh, life of pie bakery in miranda the normans he's actually Good a up. young failure races formula 500 so they got behind me this year which is cool ais certified uh napa wollongong and drew performance so pretty pumped to have them and you know biggest supporters of course my parents mum and dad um yeah it's a, um,
0: it's a good deal mate it's definitely um really good to see a good healthy bunch of people and sponsors surrounding your development and speedway what we we talk about it's so expensive and all that but australia versus america seems to be a lot harder to get up and on the front foot with the latest gear in australia just because the expense holds a lot of people back and um no, nah, i'm happy for you mate it's really good to see you Got a good team developing, and Ed, yeah, next season I reckon if you don't have a win, I'm going to sack you from the show. <laughs>
2: yeah, I think I, I, I think I might sack me too. Um, yeah, next season we'll see what happens. I'm not sure what the plan is yet. Like, um, I'd like to travel around and do some some more racing, but like when there's twenty something races at Sydney, like that's enough and it cost enough to do that. So I'll just be happy with what I get and. Um, Yeah, as I said, I'd love to do some travelling around, but we'll just just see what happens. Yeah, um,
0: talk of the World Series coming back. So would that be a path you you reckon you'd like to get on the road a bit? I guess it's like a mini version of Outlaws of Australia version.
2: Yeah, of course, World Series, if it come back, would be be awesome. It'd be interesting to see what their schedule looks like, if it's a two-month deal or it's a, you know, they really stretch it out. It would just depend on, you know, what we're doing and how it worked out. I mean, if I would have to have a lot of time off work, I don't think I could do it. Yeah. Um, but, you know, if I could be a fly-in, fly-out guy, that could work. <laughs>
0: <laughs> hey, we won't mention any other drivers in the sport who like that. Nah, there's not that many of them, unfortunately, in Australia.
2: Nah, it's, it's hard. Like, I don't think many people do it professionally over here. You really need to go to America. Yeah. Um, it's just, just a small country, small population. And, you know,
0: that's the result of that, I guess. So, America, I, I'm, I'm assuming that's on your, your dream list, mate. It's, it's a goal you'd like to get there one day if possible.
2: Yeah, I'd love to do the America thing. Um, if an opportunity was to arise, I'll definitely jump on it. Uh, but I haven't really had any come up, but there is definitely avenues. I could go do it. You know, next year, but I'd have to take you know fifty, a hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. Set yourself up,
2: and you don't even know if the stuff's gonna be good. So, yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's something I'd love to do, but I at the moment I can't really see it happening. The micro sprint thing was was awesome. Um, yeah, I, I that that wasn't a paid deal. That was they just did it out of the goodness of family friends. But I don't think too many of them deals come around in the sprint car world. Well you never know you're
0: mate. You,
2: um, yeah well we're not ride. you know we're not crushing it here. Like obviously you got like Lucky and, and Morosky going over there but they're kind of like the very, very very top guys over here. Um yeah. and they gotta ride. But like yeah look I think you said Jock said he had nothing. No um, I mean he probably does but he doesn't know if it's good stuff and you know he's the Australian champion so <laughs> Yeah. Oh look imagine the the opportunity for me is going to be a a lot, lot narrower as it should be. But, yeah, that's just the reality of it.
0: Oh, fingers crossed for you, mate. Something comes up and
2: we'll cheer
0: you on from over here. And if that's the case and you end up over there, we'll make sure we tee you up with our US Passing Points boys and you can have a chat to them and give them an update on your travels.
2: Yeah, that'd be cool. That'd be cool.
0: We might have to do it. Come over with you at some stage. We're, we're going to get over there one day and annoy these Americans. Yep. So,
2: yeah. You're planning on um, doing a trip?
0: We want to, we want to, we're thinking Chili Bowl. Might be Chili Bowl next year's on our cards.
2: Maybe, won't be, won't be racing,
0: awesome. but we might go join the rowdies or something like that.
2: Mm-hmm. No, <laughs> Chili Bowl is, is a good time. I went last year, the year before, like the year before last. And yeah. Um, yeah, that was probably the most fun I've had in a race. Ah, nice. All right, mate. Well, wish
0: you the best of luck this weekend. Hopefully, the um, mother nature behaves herself, hasn't been looking too pretty the last two days. But I'm sure it'll, um, if it does hold off, you're going to have a nice, juiced up track. Hammer down.
2: Well, we hope our uh, engine's running good and we should be all right. Be- thanks, for, um, thanks for having me on. And, you know, thanks for what you and Mick are doing with the Australian podcast um you know i wish there was more people like you doing it pushing this board over here it's good to see so thank you nah
0: thanks for your time mate wish you again the best of luck thanks for coming on
2: no worries thank you
0: Yo, thanks i'm gonna give a massive shout out to locky um giving his time up to come on the show it was actually a good blast and he's a really good young kid definitely hope he can um shine is in his potential moving forward and we definitely wish him the best of luck this weekend at the state title um another quick thing i did want to do for locky was give him a shout out if you um want to jump on his facebook um racing page lachlan court racing jump on there give him a like you can also jump onto his web page there's a link on his facebook page lachlan so jump on there if you want to buy some of his shirts support the young fella from sydney um plenty of nice equipment and gear on there if you want something for that for yourself or hang in the man shed. so yeah. all right, Mickey, I think mean, it's about a better wrap mate. you um got much planned the weekend. you're going to venture the track or you're too busy working?
1: Oh, you know what something we probably should have touched on. Um, the the weather down here is horrible at the moment, and I'm wondering if it continues like this for the next day, even whether this thing's going to be reduced to just a one night show um yeah that on Saturday it is we've had a lot of rain down here so i just don't know whether whether it'll um it'll be a two night show obviously everyone hopes it will be and obviously the <laughs> i hope so for the track and the promoter's sake that it is but whether they can get it in is you know you can't change mother nature if she's got an idea in her head that's it um i mean yeah apart from that i'll, I'll see i'll see what saturday holds i want to uh, actually our soccer season kicks off on friday night Hey, I'm not allowed to play. You're still under red card from last season. I'm, I'm suspended for the first five weeks, so <laughs> we,
2: we,
1: we may touch on that <laughs> maybe next week's open segment. Um, Are
0: you gonna go down and cheer the boys on?
1: Yeah, I'm the shittest spectator ever.
0: <laughs> You're gonna get they get in trouble again from the side <laughs> <I'm not> sure
1: <laughs> Yeah, I have to. I have to zip it. Um, yeah, uh, for the sake of the. For the sake of the club and the boys, we uh yeah, five five weeks I've got to sit out. So Hey, um, nothing wrong with being passionate, mate. Well, it's made it's made me hungrier for uh after losing the grand final that way that happened last year. We'll uh, uh, see what
0: we can do this year. Uh well we look forward to catching up with that adventure and seeing how how many weeks of the holiday? Three weeks counting?
1: Uh four. Four weeks, right, mate. Yeah, four. So we've still got a while for that. I had a listener during the week ask me
0: if I'd got any more ideas on where you're heading. I, says, it, no, I, totally reckon, I,
1: know, I reckon I know who it was. <laughs> who? You wouldn't <laughs> have was, a clue. Was it Matt Stevens? <laughs> no. no, I don't even know Matt Stevens. No? Okay. No. Yeah. wasn't him. Okay. No. Well, no. All right, mate. Enjoy your weekend. I will. I'll try my best. Hopefully, if the weather is kind, we may try and venture to the track. So we'll get some first-hand updates and see what's going on down there. It's been a, a month or so since we've been there. So
0: looking forward to hearing the results, mate, and talk soon. Thank you, my friend. All right, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to Passing Points Down Under. Remember, if you uh, want to listen to some more content, jump over to the Passing Point Guys in America jump on there they had a pretty cool interview last week with jj hickle as well so good listening um but yeah remember if you want to give us a share or a like that's awesome too um we're trying to put the vibe out there too for any um the drivers that are interested want to come on and share their insight and where they've been and come from and to where they want to head we're more than happy to get them on here and help share the the news so all right, mate. Enjoy your weekend. I'm out. Thank you, everyone. Sign at you your mate. Simon.
2: Passing Points Podcast is produced by MTR Performance Media. Please follow and like us on social media at Passing Points Podcast on Facebook, at Passing underscore Points on Twitter, and at Passing Points Podcast on Instagram.